Hello there to you. You're listening to Closed for Champagne with your hosts, Daniel Pickering Fletcher, Kyle Williams, and Thomas Lee Brooks. Close for Champagne is your chance to listen in to our 20-minute champagne break in our little Soho boutique. So what's in our store, Kyle? Well, we sell really lovely, gorgeous little things and bits and bobs and just, yeah, everything. It's all gorgeois. Yes. And what have you come dressed as today, Thomas? A period stain. Cat. <laughs> oh, well, describe your outfit. It's red and pink. I'm wearing a lot of love hearts and a lovely big pussy bow. It looks really beautiful, Thomas. And you've been on quite a weight loss journey to get into that pussy bow top, haven't you? I know, I had to lose 20 kilograms. I was bursting at the seams. So if Thomas now turns to the left, we can actually barely see him. He's our own little Kate Moss. <laughs> he is indeed. And uh, Kyle, you had a good week? Yeah, I had a good week. Quite quite calm and, you know, week or weekend? There's a difference. <laughs> I suppose weekend. Weekend was lovely. Week was terrible. And did you watch the football? Yes, I did watch the football. It was actually amazing. Like, I had so much fun. Um, and now I understand why people drink so much, because you have to do to find it fun. To make it through it. Yeah. I was having palpitations. Sadly, football isn't coming home. No. Got lost. No. Mm. What does come home, though? <laughs> Not you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not until at least 3, 3 a.m. Um, well, my week has been quite traumatic because I've been on Pussy Watch. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Daniel? Tell us. Well, you all know about my little pooch, Fenella Fudge. Mm-hmm. Well, she's become a woman this week. Aww. and uh, She's joined the club. And, you know, Thomas has come very aptly dressed, actually, mm. for what I've been putting up with her over the past mm. few days. Well, I saw her nappy. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> so she's now in a full panty liner. Um, and she is barking at every dog in sight. But it's been quite traumatic, actually, having to look so close at it every day to see what's happening. It's been like Vagina Diaries. Mm. Mm. I think that's... Lovely. Would you read those, Thomas? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every word and every chapter (laughs) to the end. And again. (laughs) The whole saga. (laughs) Twilight. Um, But now I really do wish I got a boy dog because... Boy dog. It's no? just so traumatic. Uh, I think Fenella's quite masculine. Yeah, she's quite think? a butch dog. Mm. Why do you think that? Whenever, she, whenever she's with uh, Gigi, mm. she pins her down. Yeah, no. Gigi's G- her best friend. Gigi's quite a rough. Gigi's a strong dog as well. I know. <laughs> Takes a lot of pinning. Um, but wait, you'd rather a boy? Well, no, I'm sure I wouldn't. I do love Fenella. I don't like looking at my boss's cat's balls. Yeah. Oh, are they still they, on? They look like um, they're getting cut off on Friday, but they just look like little um, like out peanuts. Of a, a, a bush trucker. Trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I just really find it off-putting to look at. They're so see-through. I chop my pussy oh, yeah. balls. Yeah, your pussy's balls. Oh, should we talk about your pussy, Thomas? Yeah, dead. Uh, oh, <laughs> deceased. Oh. Both it, of them. It was a very traumatic part of your life, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> He, um, he cried more when his cat dies, died than when I did with my nans. 
My little babies, my little angels. No, seriously, you cried a lot. And you brought it to work, which was the worst thing. Well, I couldn't exactly take the day off, could I? No, you could not. No comment. <laughs> uh, what, any other below-the-belt stories, Carl? Well, <laughs> that was seamlessly segued into... <gasps> well, this week I found out a couple of stories about surgeries, but the most grotesque one that I found out was something that really did just... It really did take me back. I, I, I don't even feel like I can say it into the microphone, but I will. Somebody that we know in my family, who's much older, they're like in their 50s now, had a penis enlargement. Send me the number. No, no. And how do you know, Carl? Uh, someone told me. But how do they know? Because they just found out. Like, you know, they don't hold back. It's like, a, you know, like you're going to hold. Well, they didn't. But they had a lot of money, so. And do you know what size he's gone from and to? No, I can't. No. We need the details. Well, I'll give you the number. But it's outrageous. It really did throw me back. And I thought, Jesus Christ, that's so creepy. And when was that done? In the 2000s? Ugh. It's dangerous. Did it ever make an impression on you? Well, what do you think he got? A bloody... <laughs> well, if you're going <laughs> like, to go, you would happened? you not go all out? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> Is it a subtle well, how bad? How bad did it have to start off with? That's what I want to know. He's probably wanted well, more gas. Well, you need it. Ugh. Has he got children? Yeah. After the surgery. Oh. After the surgery? Uh, she well, probably complained. Before, uh, they had it after they had a child. They had the surgery after the children. Yeah. So, so it worked in the s- to start with. Well, yeah. Well, they got, they've got had a couple of girlfriends since. So I'm sure it does work. Mm. But I was that took me back. Like, that's dangerous as well. That's like having your eye eyes check, colour changed. Scary. Can you have your eyes colour changed? Yeah. I think you can, although it's not advised. <laughs> I think enlargement is a bit more simple. Oh. Just inject some vegetable oil in it or something. I don't know. No. And we've got to quickly talk about these things before we open back up again. I'd like my eyes to be more blue. I'm in between blue and green. I want my eyes to be more blue and my hair to be more blonde. <laughs> uh, oh, shut up. Yeah. I Us here. T- Thomas and myself out here with brown eyes having to slum it with the rest of us. And you want more blue eyes? Oh, no, I, I know a lot of people who like brown eyes. I love brown eyes. eyes. Yeah, I think people with mm. brown eyes are more um, honest. <laughs> <laughs> Two honest people well, here. Not with you. More grounded. <laughs> Cut off earth. Not no wishy bl- washy sea. Oh. What's wrong? The phone's ringing. Well, who's, who is it? Who it, could it be? It's the lady from Loughton. Let's now speak to our top customer, Miss Amanda Ware, everybody. <gasps> Good evening, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Who's there as well as Thomas? It's Thomas, Kyle and myself. But Kyle is being Kyle, referred to my as... my baby Bambi. Hi, Amanda, you are right? Yeah, are you enjoying your job? It's good. It's just got its challenges, as you would imagine. It, the, the challenge is Carl Williams. Yeah. yeah. Thomas has when got a new challenge. In the <laughs> it's when he gets out of bed, it starts. But you know, me and you, Amanda, we aren't um, early birds. Well, I am. I'm up, I'm up before all of you because I'm up through the night. <laughs> Lately, I've been getting an hour and a half between 7 and 8.30 and running on fuel and double caffeine. Oh, Daniel, I meant to tell you when you were on holiday. What? Do you know what happened to a woman in England? 
She died from caffeine poisoning. <laughs> oh, I think we should explain about what happened. I don't think Thomas knows. What Daniel, I... she only, all she'd done, I mean, thank God I built up my immunity. All she'd done, someone had made a strong pot with something like four tea bags in there, and she died. <laughs> so, oh, I yeah. don't think it's funny, Daniel. <laughs> You'd be behind bars now, I'm, not, not my, I mean, heading I would, up the business. I'd be manslaughter charges. So basically what happened Fuck is say. a few years ago, um, Amanda was having a bit of a bad day. Um, and Amanda, I don't know whether the listeners know, but you usually have um, two, very strong, yeah. two very strong Yorkshire tea bags per cup of tea. Um, and you probably have, I don't know, what, about 12 to 14 cups a day, Amanda? Is that fair to say? Yes, Daniel. Yeah, so um, around 28 tea bags a day to 30 tea bags a day I've consumed by Amanda. And one day she I was sitting on the back step at Marleybone, dear, yeah, she as was... you tiptoed towards me with a kindly face. <laughs> Basically, what I'd done is because she's having a bad day, usually when she had a bad day, I'd put an extra tea bag in her cup. So and you say, how many bags. tea bags do you think are in there? And she'd go, mm, three or four. Anyway, she could usually guess. So on this particularly bad day, <laughs> I basically, funny. I brewed. Thank God for my immunity. Thank God. I brewed the teapot with, I think, 40 tea bags in, half a box. And I poured it out and she went, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> she went, oh, that's said, great. It's so bitter, it's like a Guinness. <laughs> it's like drinking Guinness. Anyway, she soon had a spring in her step and we thought nothing more of it. But then we didn't hear from Amanda for two days and I had to No, eventually... and then when I got home, oh, dear, my heart started racing. I was feeling quite untoward. Oh, dear. And I rang Danielle who said, oh my God, let's look it up. And we looked it up and thought he'd probably killed me. So he begged me to go off to hospital. I said, Amanda, maybe you've got an irregular heart rhythm. You need to go to hospital. I don't want to kill you. I'll go to prison for this. Like, I can't. And this would be like, I'm your employer and I've given you all these tea bags. That's not bad. That's not good. Anyway, if a woman's died after four, Amanda, thank God that you've got your immunity up to what you can tolerate. I was trying to, I didn't want to interrupt your holiday because I was trying to um, copy and paste the bloody article, dear, to send it so that you would feel a little bit guilty on your happy hilly hole. Yeah, you should have. (laughs) Anyway, Amanda, we're calling to talk to you about your assassination of the week. Who is it? I think, although I'm, well, it was a toss up, dear, between good King Henry. Henry. That. Prince mm. Harry. Oh, dear. Good okay. King Henry. Mm. And Matt Hancock. Well, I mean, I think less controversial is Matt Hancock because you never know well, the royals may be listening to this programme. Um, they could be. And we want them. Hello, and, uh, Catherine. And, and they've got a tendency to sue. So why don't we go with Matt Hancock? Yeah. I think he's anyone's fair game this a week. A safer option. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well... I think I'm with Isabel Oakeshott on this one. <laughs> Where's Isabel, Isabel Oakeshott? Where's Isabel Oakeshott from? Isabel, in case you don't know, and you should, is she went to Gordonston and she's the ex-editor of the Times. She's recently co-written a wonderful unauthorized biography of David Cameron. A few days before this came out, Isabel was sent a screenshot of the clinch. <laughs> But Isabel, like my good self, 
couldn't quite believe that he had it in him. So although she'd had a little tip-off to get the scoop, she ignored it, dear, thinking, I don't think that's Matt. She was only sent a still. So she let the story go, thinking, our Matt doesn't have it in him. Only for the son to get the scoop. Now, I know that the British public are distressed at his behaviour, particularly with the COVID rules and how he has upset his partner, his wife. Mm. But as you know, I think the thing that I found most shocking about the whole thing was when I read that he'd gone to Oxford. (laughs) I mean, no one screams local polytechnic more than Matt Hancock. (laughs) And I was absolutely in shock. And it doesn't matter who I speak with on this subject. That, for me, is the most shocking element. And Amanda, obviously, it was quite a graphic video. There was some grabbing, there was some clinching, there was some thrusting. Can I just tell you, this was three o'clock in the afternoon. It's normally at a time when I'm sipping my double tea bag Yorkshire tea, having a dainty afternoon thing. That's what Matt was up to. Amanda, grappling. Have you ever been pushed up against a door, Amanda? Several times. (laughs) (laughs) And was it ever leaked to the press? Um, no, there have been shots of me in the press when I hung out with my celebrity friends. Um, there's a visual of me in the News of the World magazine. Well, there is of my right leg anyway. <laughs> and then I did have an ex-partner decide to do a kiss and tell, but fortunately he didn't name me. Would you let Matt Hancock, you know, corner you and I wouldn't let Matt Hancock you? touch me with a barge pole, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I mean... Not even if, not even if you could. I don't him. like this. I feel like a pedophile. He looks like a schoolboy. Oh, a pub- Well, not a public school boy. A polytechnic school boy. Close Absolutely, to the local comprehensive before he goes to the polytechnic. Well, the lady from Loughton, thank you very much for joining us on the program, and we will speak to you it's next week. It's my pleasure. Oh, thanks, Amanda. Okay, so we're now on our way up to level five customer complaints. Are you good at complaining, Kyle? I'm good at complaining, but not complaining to someone, as in to get something off of them. You're good at complaining about things. Yeah, I'm a complainer in general, but we're not talking about the complaining that you are. Um, Well, I've been watching The Cruise with Jay McDonald because I love Jay McDonald. She's one of my all-time heroes. Do you know who she is, Tomash? Probably too young to remember. Didn't she sing um, I think a rendition of Madonna's song? She sang a song of Madonna's and it was just so funny. Oh, old, old Jane does his covers, but mm. she's wonderful. I met her once. We met her. You met, oh my God, you were with me. Yes, I was. We met her. I just didn't remember because she was just so in shock. I and in awe. met my hero yeah. that day. I We were outside our office yeah. and we were walking down the street and I went, that looks like Jane. At the time, we had someone called Jane working with us. Yeah. And Carl was like, what are you talking about? That's not Jane. Amanda as well was there. She was and like, Amanda was there. She went, what do you mean? That's not Jane. And then I said, it is. It's Jane. And she went, it is. Yes, it's me. And I said, oh, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Jane, this young man is obsessed with you. I mean, I have a Jane McDonald mouse mat. Yeah. That's how much I love Jane McDonald. And she went, oh. And it was a mouse mat anymore. And then we took a picture... Well, Daniel did, not me. But 
No, a, you took the picture of her. Of you, yeah, but yeah. I didn't take a picture of her. I didn't want to waste any more of her time. I'm sure she had another anyway, ship to catch. Jane rose to fame in the 1997 docu-soap called The Cruise, and it came up on the BBC iPlayer, um, thank you BBC, as a programme I li- might like to watch. So I've spent the entire weekend watching um, the programme, and I'm now up to episode seven. But the queen so far of the programme um, was a woman called Ross Goodwin, Goodman. Ross Goodman, who was a lady who lived in North Finchley, and she booked the cruise, and she ended up on the wrong cruise, looking at the wrong things. And basically, episode three and four just charted the whole saga of her trying to get a refund. Um, she didn't get a refund, but she did get an upgrade to the queen suite on the next cruise that she went on. She went on the wrong cruise? Well, no, she booked the cruise three years earlier, back when you had to book and you got your tickets by paper. There was no internet in 1990. Well, there probably was, but no one had access to the internet in 1997, particularly not Ross Goodman. Um, And basically, she booked the cruise like two years ago, turned up for it, and it was going on a different route than what she'd envisaged. And she went mad. I mean, she was crazy, though. She used to take a teddy bear to lunch with her. Um... Or to uh, breakfast. Doesn't sound crazy to me. Mm, she yeah. took a teddy bear to breakfast and ordered it smoked salmon every morning. And the waiters had to bring knives and forks and bring the smoked salmon. Good for her. But mm. she was my, I mean, she's great. And I actually, if, if Ross, if you're listening, please do get in touch. I am going to look through the yellow pages. Not the yellow pages. What is it? What you yellow find pages. people? The phone book. Google. The phone book. I'm going to look through the phone book for North Finchley and see if I can find you and you're still alive. Because if you are, I'd love to have you on the oh, show. I hope you find her. I think she shaped your life. Well, mm. not Ross, but I am a very good complainer. I usually always get what I want because I have a complaint strategy, which is you're complaining about an issue. So, for example, I brought back something and they won't give me a refund. I then make the complaint about the person serving me. So I make it all about their attitude and their tone and how they made me feel. And then I bring it back around to the fact that I want a refund and I usually will always get it. Just to say, Daniel is a really lovely person. What a character. <laughs> Don't think he's an asshole or anything. He's really lovely. It's I, just he knows how to get what he wants. I take a different approach. I remember once I, my uncle is Egyptian and my um, aunt is British, uh, my mum's sister. And I went back to theirs because I was staying there for a while. And they've both got very different kind of um, ways of complaining. And I said to them that I was in a restaurant and it, they took so long on my break they ignored my order then I had to do it 20 minutes in barely got time to eat and all they offered me was an eclair seriously and I paid for it one my aunt who's British said no it's, it's, I get why you did that but you know da, 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 da. and my uncle who's Egyptian went mad and he said that he taught me a tip so what you do is you go like this you go hi there like at the end of the meal you go hi there lovely meal when they ask you how to go really 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 lovely just one thing um the burger was very cold or whatever and i go oh my god well you know why didn't you say anything and he went i'm very like i'm busy i can't wait you know for you to make another burger i'm out for lunch i've gone only so long and um you got it for free and with me now with my example that i had i did the same thing burger had a hair in it which I found out at the end they said why didn't you say anything I said to be honest I just wanted to tell you just so you can maybe give tips back to the chefs make you know hygiene a little bit more tighter then the hairiest man 
in the world the cheek of it with a hairnet <laughs> over his head but more hair on his bloody arms and chest than I have on my whole body and he's like I'm so sorry uh, we take you know the hygiene very you know seriously here and I just want to know you to know that I'm, I am sorry and it's on the house I thought that's great so you know mission accomplished but the hair on your bloody knuckles down to your arms to your chest to your beard not covered how could you say that it's you my love <gasps> it's you not you oh the hairy man <laughs> yeah it's you you hairy Kyle, bastard you're like a sphinx there's hardly <laughs> any hair on you whatsoever I'm like a python my tactics always a bit different my family and i are stars when it comes to complaints i think the best complaint um my family's ever made was about a nintendo dsi that we ordered for me from when i was 11 and it didn't arrive on the day it was supposed to and I was very upset as a child and my dad called up saying oh it's my father's birth of my son's birthday and it wasn't it was in April and my birthday's in November and um, my dad made such such a fuss yelling down the phone at this person they delivered it on William and Kate's um, wedding day and that was a national holiday. Congratulations, <laughs> Thomas. So they got married and you got a Nintendo DS. Nintendo DSi, yes. DSi. Um, no, I, I I, am a lovely person. You are. But when it comes to that Service. sort of thing, I mean, I've made people cry. I've made receptionists cry. How do you think my, um, when people complain to me in the store, how do you think now I am? I'm, I don't, I'm not that bad. No, you're really good, actually. Because um, you... I'm calm. You, you give them the Bambi eyes, and they kind of go, oh... I look away from them. I'm like, mm. <laughs> they I'm go, the can you get me the real manageress? And I'm um, like, I am. But I'm very good at handling complaints as well, because yeah. I just say, if they're shouting, I just go, goodness me, what's all this noise? They go, we're going to try and sort this for you, but if you're going to shout at me, I'm not going to be able to help. Now, let's have a look at your receipt, shall we? And that's where I go from. And then I go, oh, right. But to be fair, I also break the rules. I usually give in to the customer because... You can. What's the point in upsetting someone? Yeah. You know, like... I agree. He doesn't get that. I don't do... I don't he do doesn't complaints. get it. Well, you've had your... Well, I mean, Thomas had his gentleman that I had to step in on in the shop. Yeah. Um, what, what did he say uh, to you? <laughs> the guy uh, on the phone. One of those guys. Yeah, one of those guys. One of those guys. Me. One of those guys. What was he? I don't say his name, actually. We need context. No, for so our tell audience. the story. Tell the story, Tom. I don't actually can't remember his name. Oh, for goodness sake, tell it down. Um, it was something like uh, he wanted, I think you were dealing with him initially, and then Monday, I was. Or was he, I don't know. You. No, it was Kyle. And I was the picture. Kyle, Kyle, the picture so Daniel. Kyle was dealing with him, and then he passed over to Daniel. Daniel, paint the picture because he wasn't there when I dealt with him and you were disgusted. So basically, the customer wanted to pay using a different payment method that we couldn't accept. And um, Kyle was trying to help him install on the phone, um, but basically was giving him partly the wrong information, partly just going, mm, yeah, yeah, I understand. And he was like, what do you mean you understand? You're not giving me a fucking resolution. <laughs> So basically, he was so I, cockney. I thought I was on the phone from someone from Mary Poppins. It was like Trotter's Independence. Yeah. Anyway, I stepped in and, and spoke to the customer, and he quite liked me, I think. Um, but then the next day, I wasn't in, so he called up again because I was dealing. with You it. in a meeting? I was dealing with it, but I was in a meeting, and I put all the all the things in motion. I'd given his feedback to the payment gateway that we were using, um, but he called up Thomas, 
And Thomas wasn't quite as amenable as me, was you, Thomas? No, was, I said, um, the person you're, you, you have spoken to is currently unavailable right now, and if you really want to speak to him, we're going to have to debate. Simple. And he wanted you to interrupt my meeting. And I said no. <laughs> and Which is good, because I would have been very angry. Um, but then basically, he called me up and he went... At Thomas, night. yeah, this, this was at, at night. night. He called me at night. I went, yeah, I was speaking to Thomas, actually. And I'll be honest with you, Daniel, you need to watch him. Uh, you know what? I don't want to say this. I don't want to say it. But I think you might be one of those guys. <laughs> and we know the guys can be tricksy. So you need to keep an eye on him because he was very rude to me. And I'm a good customer. I'm a good customer. Mm, yeah, customer service isn't... Mm one side with me i don't do rowdy customers the reason why you're bad at it is because you think you're winning by staying by the rules and that's not the point rules are for the guidance of wise men and the obedience of fools amen thank you amanda for I that don't stay by the rules i you define do. the rules i just no, don't you... like these customers taking the piss <sighs> well anyway I think I'm the champion of complaints. Thomas, you are the champion of not being able to handle complaints. And Kyle, you just flutter those little eyelashes and make them go away. Anyway, ding ding. Can we move down to floor three? I want to talk about all stars. Here we go. Lift going down. Televisions and radio. <laughs> <laughs> Televisions, radios and consoles. And electrical appliances. Mm. Thomas. Mm, so I watched All Stars. I've just started watching it. I've only watched episode one. Have you guys seen it? Um, no. I did try to watch it, but I'm in the middle of series 10 and I still haven't finished Australia. So another All Stars in the mix I couldn't deal with. But by next week, I promise I'll be up to date with episode two. Well, um, we need to see the, um, the looks, the cast of um, All Star 6. And we've got some fantastic members like Jan from, I think it was season 12, or I can't remember. Is that the order lady with the, um, with the crow's feet? No, Jan is the one that had the face crack of the century when she lost the Madonna challenge in season 12, I think it was. And she was a meme in that pink um, airline look, staring at everyone. What did you say, an airline look? Yeah. On to the next. Um, we then have Pandora's Box. Do you remember Pandora's Box? Also we known as Daniel it, Pickering Fletcher. Um, what about Pandora's Box? Reminds of you. Why? She just looks better like you. She's as quirky as you, as camp as you. Hang on, I need to Google this one. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Pandora's, Pandora's Box. If this is the one with the crow's feet, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> Our drag. She's good with drag. Oh, has the music stopped? Oh, has the lift stopped? Oh, I think we uh, need to call emergency plans. Oh, hang on. Hang on. We've got stuck in the lift. We've got stuck in the lift. Mm. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back again. Daniel. <laughs> why, do, why do you think this looks like Then that? we have Jiggly Caliente. Kylie Sneak. I can't remember her name. Um, we then have Raja. From season um, 12, I believe. I can't remember anymore. Just so many seasons. She was quite feisty in her original season. But she's actually quite mellow in this, in her comeback. And have a um, Trinity K. Benet. Or as we know her, Kyle Williams. 
And uh, let me see this. <laughs> let me see this one. Oh, he's upset now. He's What's upset. It Trinity, Trinity K Benet. Benet's B O N E B O N E T. All I see is teeth come up next. Teeth? Yeah, it says teeth. I should got big teeth. Oh, it could be worse. What do you think? Could be worse. She kind of reminds of you as well, by the way she is. Anyway, they did the variety show. She must be fantastic. Some did well, some did worse. Pandora, hilarious. None of it made sense. It was just so stupid. It was so funny. You know, with lines of, I can't dance, but I can, but I look okay. And the whole glitch of duh, 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 duh. Jiggly, man. Raja, talent. She made a dress in 60 seconds. Let me show oh, I that. saw that. I saw that. The only one I like is Eureka. I think oh. Eureka's I wrote fabulous. down here, what, Eureka, Eureka, Eureka. So cheesy, it made me cry. Oh, no. Eureka's great. It's awful. And she joins us next week on the programme. So, Thomas, <laughs> you can take it out with her there. Well, tell her. Oh, have you watched anything on TV this week, to- Kyle? Sorry. Kyle. Kyle. Um, TV? Oh. Oh. My Wendy Williams. Um, yeah, it was quite controversial. Basically, uh, she got she's getting a lot of backlash because she poorly addressed a death of a TikToker. Um, she started by revving the audience up saying oh like do you know who this is and you know he's got, he's got uh, you know f- uh, two million followers but i've got more on instagram where who doesn't you know um and yeah and then um she got the audience chiming in laughing at his looks and stuff and then she announced that he was murdered <gasps> oh I know. wendy and you love Wendy. I do, but the thing is, um, Wendy's very blunt. She's lived a long life, and she, you know, no, she has lived How a long life. She? She's fifty-seven. Oh, yeah, she mm. looks good. She does, and she doesn't care. She, and you are the king. And I'm a Williams as well. You're the king of doing. How you do it? How you do it? And I, you say I can't do it. Why can't I do it? So, say, um, Daniel. Hang on, let me go. <clears throat> The tongue. Apparently, you've got to you've got to do an upside down smile. You've got to go. How you doing? How you doing? You sound Irish. How you doing? How you doing? No, it's how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? You guys can't do it. How you doing? How you doing? No. You sound like you're trying to get up to the mic. How are you doing? How yeah, I think doing? I think I'll stick to how are you doing to this BBC broadcast quality. Yes, Thomas, your version. Can we hear it clearly? How are you? No. How are you? How are you? Wait, well, we'll play the original in a minute, but I'll do mine. How are you doing? Now we'll hear Wendy's. Uh, let me do mine first. Oh yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> Deirdre. And, and Thomas, oh. you do yours. How are you? Okay, and let's then hear how Wendy herself does it. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? No, she would like mine. How you doing? Let's listen to Wendy again. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? She's got a deeper voice than me, so it's not fair. Well, that is all we have time for on this champagne break. So thank you to our fabulous team, Kaya Williams. You're welcome. <laughs> Thomas Lee Brooks. Can I have a pay rise? <laughs> and we will see you in store next week. Goodbye. <laughs>